Wins Thursday on WEI. That's the reason Boston fans get skittish. And it's time for the most feared hockey analyst in America. That's good hamburger, but it's not steak. Former Beast defenseman and head coach Mike Melberry. You're a freaking mess. You make a comment about the great one and not be 100% positive. <laughs> I was, okay. I, I okay. needed a cup of coffee, to be honest with you. Right now on the Craig Hill Morning Show. Rock and roll Christmas, Ken, without TSB. Oh, TSO, right? Trans-Siberian Orchestra. This is actually Mannheim's Steamroller. Are they the same thing or no? Um, they, both, great, they, they both have probably done this. It's a great question. I think one of the dudes who was in Mannheim's Steamroller was the guy who had a hit with the song Convoy, oh. if I remember correctly. Am, am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Well, <laughs> we'll have to get to that later. We have more important things to do on a Bruins Thursday, which is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh since 1860. And that means Mike Milbury joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Mike. Hey, you doing, guys? What's going uh, on? I want to get one thing straight right off the bat. I hate cheesecake. You do? Sucks. Uh-oh. Yes. Well, I, had, I went to a birthday party about a thousand years ago. They served cheesecake, and I got sick that night, and I haven't been able to look at cheesecake for that long. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds Must like... Must have been something. very sick. Was it like a some kind of a, an enemy team or something? It sounds like it was a poison. No, no, it was a, a teammate. It's a teammate's spouse that they had a birthday party, and they were serving cheesecake, and I thought it was pretty good when it was going down, but when it was... Coming back up, it wasn't quite the same. No, Wiggy, Wiggy calls it the greatest dessert ever. I, I well, he had a bad, a bad yeah. maker of cheesecake. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad cheese, bad cream cheese, I guess. <clears throat> um, so uh, you end up with this team. We've been talking to you about this team being on the bubble for a few weeks here. And now they're going to have to deal with, uh, when it comes to, to Berge and, and Marsh, uh, your your two superstars dealing with COVID is this happening at the exact wrong time for this team? Yeah, there is not a lot that's been happening that's overly positive for them. And and do they ever play games? I mean, it seems like they're just on <laughs> permanent vacation here. Uh, but to lose your your top center and your top winger, I mean, it's really bad too because I went to look at the Bruins stats today and Marcia and they just removed his name completely from the stats. It's like he didn't exist. Because he had COVID, but I, I mean, it's a bad time. Anytime anybody gets sick with something as serious as COVID, it's a tough time. But these guys, these guys don't really have a rhythm going right now, do they? It seems like they can't catch a break with either COVID or the schedule or or anything else that's going on. Mike, uh, you and I, you know, we kind of caught some flack last week by guys like Jack Edwards that we would even utter the words of maybe moving on from Patrice Bergeron or Brad Marchand. But, you know, Greg had a whisper yesterday, and there might have been reports of there being some internal issues in that locker room with this team. And we've talked about the difficulties of that. Bruce Cassidy's back. You're playing without your two guys. How does he kind of get these guys back on the page of not undressing guys? And he undressed undressed somebody just recently, I believe Grizzlick. it was Grizzly. Yes, yes, there was a report. It was whispered to me that that occurred. Yes, 
Yes. That what exactly occurred? That there was this. Well, now you're going to start a whole kerfuffle. The the, uh, the 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 media, the local media hardos are all up in arms because I shared this story, and I'm not a journalist, but I was told that the, that uh, that 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 a, a player was uh, Wiggy uses the term dressed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the locker room, in front of everybody, that 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 was frustrating to some of the vet, some of the veterans on that team, and that they may have said to the coach, "Can you do that one on one with the player, not in front of everybody?" That's just what well. I, heard. I mean, we've been talking about this for about three weeks now. He seems to have uh, events have sort of led him to, I think, the wrong path. Now, I don't I don't know anything about this particular incident, but we've talked about him going public on players and it's a it's a dangerous road to follow uh but if it's if it's taken a a turn so that he's he's unable to address his guys in the locker room that's a little that's a little tough you should be able to address somebody in the locker room you should be able to take them down a little bit um you can't do it constantly in front of his teammates but i mean that to me if if true would speak of a kind of a Lack of confidence in their coach, don't you think? Yeah, is there a frustration you think on his part? You you you've been a coach. Is 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 it is it frustrating if you're Bruce Cassidy and you feel like the talent is there and you're not where you want to be? Well, it's even more frustrating when the talent isn't there because there's not much you can do, and I don't think they're talented enough right now to be a real serious threat. Could they make the playoffs? Yes, they could make the playoffs, but I don't think there's enough there. But you, when you have that, you have to milk every ounce of ability out of the players that you have in order to make the most of your, you know, your your lineup. And uh, trying to dress people down either in public or in private is probably the it's the last straw. And so you know, hopefully he he got through his COVID protocol. He's got rested and he's refreshed and can take on the challenge of having a team that's you know a little better than five hundred, but. Not much more than that. Mike, when it comes to the COVID situation in the NHL, I think Bruce Cassidy was asked about it yesterday, asking if there's been any discussion on maybe postponing games or or figuring something out. Because, yeah, they take on the Islanders tonight, but Saturday they go to Canada and say somebody tests positive there, then they have to stay there for 10 days and isolate. That means that they miss Christmas. And I think a lot of people, especially during the season, forget that these are actual guys, their dads, their husbands, their boyfriends, you know, so on and so forth. Do you think that they should maybe consider that when they, when thinking about going to Canada so close to to Christmas and maybe not being able to come back? I mean, we're all dealing with different issues when it comes to COVID. And this is this is a real problematic one when, you know, I mean, I certainly don't want to see anybody go to Canada and then not not be able to come home for Christmas. I mean, but the considerations are, you know, do you go or just give up the game or you postpone it? One thing they ought to do though, is just forget about those Olympics in China. I mean, that's just, it's silly to think that they're going to send the best players in the national hockey league to Beijing. And and if any of those guys get COVID, it's, it could be as much as three weeks in, in isolation in China. That's not a very comforting thought for me anyway. Mike, what do you, what, what what do they do with Taylor Hall? I mean, you look at a guy who came here and his first 16 games last year, I think he had eight goals, six assists. I, I Currently, I think without Krejci, he's got three goals. Ken, what does he have? Three goals, 
seven assists or seven total points maybe at this point. What what do you do with that player if you're them? I well, I mean, this guy is a you know he won an MVP award a couple of years ago, but for me he's just he's a chronic underachiever. He's not going to go anywhere in my mind. He's not going to. He's not going to go anywhere that you want him to go in terms of being the winner. He's never played on a really successful team. He's never been a critical role on a successful team. I don't think he gets it. That's my my feeling on Taylor Hall. I think it was a mistake to re-sign him. I think his playoff performance last year was underachieving for the most part. And, uh, you know, he's along for the ride, which is not any time you have a guy that's along for the ride, it's not a good thing. So, Mike, saying that, like, when you look at this team and, and you know, you, you feel like, all right, they don't have the talent that they need to really make a deep playoff run. They're, you know, kind of like a playoff wannabe team. Maybe they get in and they get bounced in the first round. When you start to say, all right, they re-side Taylor Hall, um, so now he's making good money. You you sign the goalie who basically opens the door for $5 million a year. So where do you go if you're the coach or, or let's say you're in front office? What do you do? Don't forget, yeah, yeah, you basically have to get rid of DeBrusque. Yeah, and DeBrusque <laughs> yes. wants out. What, what do you do if you're if you're Sweeney, if you're Nelly in this situation? Like, when do they decide which direction they're going with this hockey team? Well, this is why we discussed what was other people have called unthinkable, like getting to the core of your older players and finding out if, you could move them or if they'd be amenable to a move somewhere else to start the process of retooling your team. Because if you're, you know, you lose Krejci, Bergeron's going to go into the night sometime soon with retirement. But if you can retool some of these other assets that might be older but might be useful to a team that's trying to win a Stanley Cup, you might find yourself in a better position as you start to recraft your team. And that's where I think they're at. They're facing the, the fact that they're going to have to um, put a new face on this, this franchise. And, you know, Bergeron, listen, I love Bergeron. Everybody loves Bergeron. It's, it's hard to believe you, you talk about it. But that's the reality of, of life. That's the reality of a, of a hockey player's lifespan. He's going to go for 10, 15, maybe 20 years if he's lucky. And then you have to turn the page and go to somebody else. And right now it looks to me like they, they need to start turning pages. What would you do if you were Bruce Cassidy with the lines ahead of tonight's game uh, with now down three? You know, he's, he's rolling the dice here. You, can't, you just can't take out players of that caliber. I mean, he's taken out basically three of his top six forwards, and he's just going to have to, you know, they made a couple of call-ups, and they're going to have to just play it as it comes during the course of the game. If things aren't working, I think it's a situation where you need to, like, just be ready to spin the wheel and, put different combinations together to find something that might work for a game or two. Hey, Mike, I don't know if you heard any of the stuff that David Backus had said on a podcast. He, he basically, and he's got a bit of an ax to grind with Cassidy because he got benched in, in that Blues series. But he basically said we had different ideas of how hockey should be played. He liked the traditional Bruins style, the, the Blues style of hockey, dump, in, and dump it in and be physical. He says Cassidy wanted to control through the neutral zone and play a little bit more that way. What wins in the NHL? Can you win with the old-school approach? Yeah. If the old-school approach is effort and physicality, that always works. I mean, that always works. And David Backus doesn't have – he shouldn't have any axe to grind with Bruce Cassidy. 
he, he was at the – there's a guy that they picked up at the end of his career. They thought they could milk him for a little bit, and they didn't. It just didn't work out for David Backus. He wasn't – he had lost his legs. He had lost his mojo. And uh, whatever Bruce Cassidy was telling him, you know, wasn't enough to get him going. And he, he should have no axe to grind with Bruce Cassidy or the Bruins. They gave him an opportunity, and he, he missed it. He just didn't follow through. But as far as what works in the NHL – Right now, the biggest thing is you got to have a team that skates and skates and skates and skates. If you don't can't skate, you can't win in this league anymore. And skating is the primary tool for uh, the NHL in today's world, and I think the Bruins are just average when it comes to that. Looked average the other night in Vegas, right. and they and they and no, that, they didn't look average. They looked bad. Yeah, and they're not also not they're not physical. They're, they're you know they're they're not physical enough. No, and you've seen it when, when, when the untouchable Patrice Bergeron gets whacked around and nobody comes to his aid, you know there's a problem, and that's happened recently. Yeah. All right, I'm kind of depressed after talking well, to Mike Milberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, Christmas music back on. <laughs> but, Mike, I, I think you, you know, obviously you, you, break up, you bring up great points because we, we talked about in football with Brady and, and certain guys, and, and it comes down to – the GM and getting to the decision that like what we are as a organization and a team. And when I watch this team play and you, you talked about the Vegas game the other night, it just looked like Vegas wanted it more than you did. And it wasn't about the talent. They outskated you when, and that's the thing that I'm kind of fighting with when though the higher ups say, all right, it's time to, Blow it up. And, and maybe that he's even trading like a Taylor Hall. I don't know what you could get for him, but maybe go, you know what, we might have made a mistake here and seeing if you can move on. Like, when when do you think that deadline has to be made? Well, it's a, that's, that's a tough one, Wiggy. It's really – you have to start losing belief in your own, your own decision-making. As a manager, you, you put the team together, and all of a sudden you say – wow, this isn't working, this doesn't feel right. And the players will probably give you those clues, too. They'll start to, they'll start to doubt themselves, and they'll start to show lack of effort. And then, then, you know, when you get lack of effort, that's probably the telltale sign. When you, we, you find games or a series of games when the team looks like it's disinterested, put your finger on the button and let it rip. <laughs> and we heard Cassidy say they have lack of effort before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike, as always, great to catch up with you. And a uh, quick plug for the podcast, which I understand is uh, is doing great. We're hanging in there. It's fun to do and, um, you know, no holds barred. So uh, I'll talk to you guys next week and have a good one. All right. Mike Milbury on a Bruins Thursday. We'll be right back.